It's Rand Delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rand. I am your host, Cornelio. You might be better at this system SEO branding, but I'll remind you that this podcast is not official in any way, shape, or form. This is pure, unofficial Morty magic and Morty mania. Where can you find the SEO Rand at the SEORant.com on Twitter at SEO Rand? I don't know, wherever you consume podcasts, you already found the podcast, but I'll run through it. Uh, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, I don't know, Amazon, Podcasts, whatever, Spotify, all that good stuff. If, by the way, a little plug, if you're looking for the official version of Morty Overstein Podcasting, check out Wix's SERPs up at wix.com slash SEO slash learn. It's a more official Morty podcast that I host with the wonderful Crystal Carter comes out every Tuesday. Okay, uh, when does the SEO rant come out? Before I start plugging other podcasts, let's talk about this podcast typically on Thursdays, but if I don't have time, I don't do an episode. So it does make sense to subscribe so you're notified when an episode is out. All right. With that, we have, she's a former FCDC member. She's been trained by the one, the only Alita Solis, who, by the way, as a date of this recording, we're recording on Alita's birthday. So happy birthday, Alita, which you'll hear again in six weeks from now when I finally put this episode out. So a little bonus present. Anyway, she's a bear. Jonathan, how are you? I'm good, Modi. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited. Yeah. Pleasure. So what's it like? I, I, I've had some other members of the FCDC on. And just, you know, what's it like to be trained by Alita? It's everyone's, every SEO's dream. Yeah, it's interesting. Alita is so smart and then so kind and humble. You know, so she takes her time to explain. Even when we ask the questions over and over again, she explains it in details and she even shares, you know, her works is how I do it, this how I've done it. So she gave us some real experience. I enjoyed the training. Yeah, she's amazing. She's literally one of the best, if not the best, sorry, Barry Schwartz, um, resources out there for SEO. Barry, I think you're number two or maybe you're number one. That would be, <laughs> what a hooray rank. Who's a better resource? Right, they're both number one. Barry and Alita are both number one. There, I've done it. I've satisfied yeah. everybody. Whew, that yeah. was getting hairy for a second there. Anyway, this week we're talking about one of my favorite topics. I think SEOs get this so wrong: zero volume keywords. Avera, what do you have to say about zero volume keywords? Um, I'm so interested in this topic because, uh, as an African from Nigeria. We are not part of the US, UA, Canada, where the data for search volume is abundant, you know? So we search and you don't see it on Google. And I'm like, we use Google too. <laughs> <laughs> you push, you try to include us. We use Google. We are the zero volumes. We are the one the third party tools are not picking up. Try to include us, you know? That's why I'm so excited to jump on this. So I don't see it as zero volume. I see it as the research tools are not picking up this. Maybe due to the location of people searching it, there's no estimates of the number of searchers. There are searchers, there is volume, but these research tools aren't picking them up. So I don't like seeing them as zero volume at all. So, um, which, is, by the way, is a really good point, even in the U.S. markets and and the other English, you know, uh, the U.K., Australia, where you have abundance of, of, of data. Just because it says zero doesn't literally mean zero. Like the SEO tools, I, having worked for 
multiple SEO tools. I will tell you the fact that they're not picking up every, they're not picking up every single search. It's an estimate. Yeah. So it could be like, it's 10, 20 people. It could be, it's 50. It could be a hundred, 200 people and the, the tools are just not accurate. Yeah. So take it all with a grain of salt. I don't think there's anything that's such a, I think like if you typed in gibberish into the search bar, that might be a zero search volume keyword, but that's yeah. gibberish. We should see, go ahead and create content on some of these zero volume keywords. That is if the goal of the brand is to satisfy the searcher's intent. If you want to satisfy people who are searching on Google, then see, go ahead. And but if you want to rank, rank, rank on what is already there, then you can just forget about the zero volume keywords and look for the one they are competing with and compete with the competitors. But if you want to, you know, align with Google in and satisfy people using Google, then look into these zero volume keywords and create content on them. Which is a good point because I think like people make a mistake. You know, it's it's we're recording this. We're in the middle of the helpful content update rolling out, which so far has done nothing. But it'll be interesting to see what happens here out. By the time you're listening to this, we'll have the answer. However, if you're talking about a, a mindset around creating helpful content, starting with zero volume keywords is probably where you want to go. Now, this, in other words. I think SEOs think about this way too linearly. Okay, does does the keyword have search volume? Uh, does it not? Okay, does I'll I'll target it. But if yeah. you're talking about for your domain overall, creating helpful content, exactly. And again, helpful content is a domain level analysis, right? Google said it's not a per page thing. It it applies to the domain uh, in general. By the way, it's been going on forever. I know Glenn Gabe loses his mind with this quality. Um, Google's quality analysis is domain level. It's not page level. This is not sure. new with the helpful content update. It's old. But if you want to approach content from a helpful content point of view, then start with zero volume keywords, even if you never rank for them. Sure. Ever. Or, That's my point. Even if you don't have to rank for it, just start with it, create content on it, and put a smile on someone's face. Someone that searched for it, and ah, oh, thank God, I saw something I'm looking for. Yeah, because that will because that mindset will make you will help you create the next piece of content, which might be a little bit higher search volume, quote unquote, or it might actually bring in traffic, or it might be something that you rank for or could rank for, and it'll help you do it in a way where you can actually rank, meaning it'll help you write that content in a way because you'll already be in the helpful content mindset, quote unquote. That you'll write that content, it'll be quality content, good content, targeted content, content that deserves to rank, content that deserves to be used and read by your, your, your readers and your audience. So starting off with content that you might not even rank for, but just because it's helpful, is good for SEO when you look at SEO long term, not just based on this one piece of content. Sure, sure. Because you notice everyone, maybe you're in a particular niche, everyone is writing about the same thing using the same content structure because when they go to the research tools, this is the keywords the tool is telling us to write about. And everyone is ending up competing on the same keyword. Why don't we just write on different topics? Yeah, and what's funny to me, like, it, you know, to that, it's like, I don't know if you know who Neil Young is. I'm old. Neil Young is this old classic rock singer from like the 1970s. Whatever, okay. doesn't matter. He was great. <laughs> Um, all of his songs kind of sound the same. I've said this 
parable in this podcast many times. They all kind of sound the same. There's a famous story where he he, he was giving a concert. So that he's giving a he was at a concert, and there's a, there's a famous story where somebody yells out, "All your songs sound the same." And he answers. <laughs> he answers back, "It's all one song." Great line, but that content. I think SEOs have a problem with this. They look at content by piece by piece by piece, but all of the content on your site. It's all one song. And if your starting place is the wrong place, you're, the content that you end off, the content that you really want to rank for, your money keywords, all that, it's going to be bad also. And I'll, I'll, I'll think about it like writing a course, right? You can't yeah. jump to lesson six without doing lesson one. But lesson one exactly. might not be sexy. Lesson one might not be that interesting. Lesson one might, people might skip over lesson one, it's just the intro. But you're setting yourself up to go to lesson two and then to go to yeah. lesson three. And you yeah. so you have to think of content that way because content doesn't work page by page the way that you think SEO does, which it doesn't anyway. Yeah, 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 right. Exactly. So sometimes people, they are confused because they don't know how to go about getting this um, low volume, but useful, helpful content. They don't know how to go about getting those keywords that are low volume, but yet not gibberish. They are still helpful because they rely solely on tools, research tools. So the way I want to say is that if you want to create helpful content on low volume keywords, there are many ways you can go about it. Many ways. One way I like to imagine myself as my clients, my customers, my readers. So let's say you are in a health niche or parenting niche and you are writing about babies. So you want to imagine what the parents is feeling, the intent of the parents setting on Google. So let's say um, someone is you are writing on baby falls and you just go about, okay, when your baby fall, call an ambulance, call a doctor. <laughs> I hope no one's actually Googling. The baby just fell and it's really injured. Now you're Googling. What do I do now? No, people Google it. People Google it. Do you know why down here in Africa, we don't have an ambulance to call? We don't have an emergency doctor to call. You know, this is why I'm so excited about the helpful content. Because people here rely more on Google. Like any small thing they are Googling it, any small thing they are Googling it. They are the young girls that, you know, they are shy, they are timid, they don't want to go to the doctor with their mother so that the doctor don't start asking them questions in front of their mother that they are shy to answer. So they turn to Google. Oh, wow. That's a good point. So they Google all of those. So when you are not even writing something they want to hear, you are telling them gibberish. It doesn't make sense. So as I was saying about the baby, although I don't expect anyone to Google it, but most people Google. If you Google it, you're going to see a lot of people are asking. I want to see what happens now. Keep going. I'm going to Google this while you're talking. Okay, so let's let's try to Google um, baby fall. Then see people also ask or, you know. Baby fall. What happens? This is yeah. live on the SEO Ramp podcast. Um. <laughs> People also ask, how do I know if my baby is okay after a fall? Yeah. That's good. Uh, when should I be worried about a baby fall? Will a baby be okay if they fall? How long do you watch a baby after 
perform. You see the questions. The most content will not optimize for those. Someone here, a baby fall, you want to know what, why should I be worried? When should I be worried when my baby fall? Normally they should run to a doctor, but they are not running to a doctor. They are turning to Google to know when to be worried. If <laughs> their baby fall, or should I be worried? Should, should I be anxious? People Google all of these things, seriously. And I'm so happy. I'm so glad you confirmed this right now. <laughs> No, I'm just reading it. Um, it's fine to pick up the baby and comfort them if they are conscious and do not appear to have any serious injuries. That's good. Because I thought maybe if the baby was okay, it's not okay to pick them up and comfort them. <laughs> okay. so, you so yell at them, stupid baby, why did you fall if the baby's okay? <laughs> what kind of like, what, it's okay to pick up the baby and comfort them if they're conscious and do not appear to have serious injuries? Why would you think it's not okay to do that? What you just read, the person is trying to tell us that if the baby is unconscious, we should bring it to them in the hospital. I, um, it, it says, gently check them over, paying close attention to their head for bumps, bruises, and other injuries. Check the rest of the baby's body, including the arm, leg, chest, and back. And that's all you get in the snippet. Then we go to the website. Let's see what happens there. Um, uh, but what to do first when a baby toddler falls off a bed? It is vital to remain calm and quickly assess the situation. Immediately call nine one one without picking the baby up if they have lost consciousness, if they are bleeding a lot, if it looks as though they have a serious head injury. Okay, moving a baby with a head or spine can cause serious complications. It talks about vomiting and seizures, turning them over to their side. Okay, then it says it's fine to pick up the baby and comfort them if they are conscious. Now, that makes more sense now in the context of all the bad things first. In the snippet, it made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> but that line makes more sense now. And then it talks about possible injuries like a concussion, how to look for that scalp injury, skull fracture, brain injury, when to get emergency care. Uh, you know, if they're bleeding, if they have seizures, if they're vomiting, and then care at home, a whole bunch of stuff about that. This is all pertinent to me. This is one of my kids cracked their head open last week. Um <laughs> Literally. Yes, at the time, it makes sense to you as well, right? Because sometimes when your kid falls or something, you want to know if this is serious or not. When I had my first daughter, the first day she ate a paper, I was so scared, I was so anxious. It's just a paper. She chewed the paper and swallowed it. So I was Googling what happens when a baby eats a paper. <laughs> Nothing. I have four kids, you just got paper? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that was the first Crayons. Time. That's fine. <laughs> Coins are a problem. Yeah, but the first time parents get too anxious and they Google all of these things. So they want to, they are not Googling for you to tell them just 911 all of that. They want to tell them it's nothing, relax, gently turn the baby, look at, you know, that's comforting. That's the intent of the search. Right. When you look at this, they are creating helpful content. They are making the parents to feel relaxed. Yeah, then moving on to do this, call an emergency from relaxation phase to that's satisfying the such intent. So imagining what the parents is going through will help you create these low volume keywords that are very helpful. Yeah, and you can create really targeted content. It's probably like this is like a very like high funnel kind of keyword, like what to do if the baby falls, right? But if you want it, like there's all a bunch of symptoms in here. Like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, inconsolable crying, like, how to know the difference between inconsolable crying that is a problem and not a problem for a yeah, baby yeah, after yeah. they fall. Like that's like really long tail, but that's like, I don't know what inconsolable crying means. 
All my kids sound inconsolable. But usually it has to do with the fact that like they want pizza for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the same. Like well, sometimes they cry, you're not sure why they are crying. And you turn to Google. You, you're looking for someone to tell you, listen to the pitch. Is this high? Is it sounding like yeah, let's Google that. Um, incon- inconsolable crying after a baby falls. Is it a problem? Like that's, a, that's, that's like a low search volume kind of keyword. And like there, by the way, just so you know, the SERP really opens up. It's not just like Healthline or the Mayo Clinic or whatever. It's like, I don't know, fatherly.com or happiestbaby.com. And there's, by the way, not the best results. Like, there's a colicky crying when to call a doctor, but that's nothing to do with like falling per se. There's the original result. Baby fell off bed. What to do? Well, that wasn't very helpful for this because I don't know what inconsolable crying means. Yeah. So there's a need for that kind of content. Sure. So you should write this because I don't know the difference. <laughs> I don't know the difference too, but I know we have experts in babies that understand the difference and can write on it. But maybe their content lead is searching and is not seeing high volume search on that. But I'm sure new parents search on this. They search on inconsolable cry. You know, that first week, second week, first month. So that's it. You can also um, maybe dive into communities. That's where we go to ask all these questions, like baby centers, forums, Facebook communities. Yes. Questions in baby centers. This... (laughs) This is that's an amazing point. Keyword research is is only so far, and something that Crystal and I have planned on the Surface Up podcast to actually cover. When you there, you need to go beyond the keyword research tool and things like forums, things like you know, asking real people will have real problems. You get yeah. very different answers. I've done this before. You get very different responses back than what the tools give you. Sure, sure, and you also understand the kind of languages these parents use when they are searching for a particular term with intent. Yes, that's a great point. You really know how to target that particular audience when you actually speak to that audience. Sure, sure. That's the point. So you listen to the community. Sometimes you go to maybe comment section in the social media of an influencer on that, let's say baby influencer, you go under the comment section, there are thousands of comments commenting on a particular story. You get an idea of how the parents or your clients, whatever business you are in, how they are asking these questions of what they are interested in knowing. And you answer these questions. You're helping Google, you're satisfying users. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And and again, like it goes back to come full circle to the original point we're talking about. Whether one person will find that, whether a hundred people will find that piece of content, you have to do that across the board. You can't, if that's an important component of what you need for your user base to have on your website, you have to have it on your website, whether it gets a hundred people from search, whether it gets one person from search, because again, that will set you off on the right foundation to create the rest of the content set that you need. And also once you bring people in, if that's a piece of content they're going to need, once they get to the website, you need to make sure that you have that as well. Yeah, that was the next point I was about to make. When Great you... mind. Great mind. <laughs> Think I like. So when you write all of these things, maybe topic clusters or hub, topic hub, when someone lands on this, moves to this, it moves to this, moves, the, pers- the bounce rates will be very low. 
the person stays for a very long time on your website. And before you know it, the person starts seeing you as an authority on that. Person start referring to you anytime you have issues on SEO, on parenting, on aging, it remembers your website because your website has a lot of information. Yes. So just you're not just writing to rank on Google, you're writing to retain people. That's right. That's yeah. a million percent right. And that's a great point to end off because we're out of time for today. Thank you so much, Abair, for joining us. That was amazing. This is this is a really important topic, and I think that it's a topic that we don't get right. So thank you for sharing that with us. Where can people find you? Yeah, on Twitter at CCJonats. Awesome. And I will make sure to link to that in the in the show notes. TikTok? Yeah, I'm on TikTok, but okay. you, I just <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm debating. I'm debating. People who listen to the podcast will lose their minds when they say this. I'm debating creating a TikTok account. <laughs> debating it. Okay. For SEO? For, for SEO, I don't dance. I don't, I don't dance and I don't fall downstairs. So I don't, I'm not sure what else to do on TikTok. All right. Maybe I'll get serious on TikTok. Well, no, well, well it's, it's, it's a long way off. I got, it's, like, it's on my list here. It's like literally on this list, but it's like the way, 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 way bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets moved to the next every week. I make a new list, and it goes to the. I transfer it over to the new list for the next week, and it still stays at the way, 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 way bottom. But, but I think TikTok is really fun. You can consider. I think it's, I, I, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's I really. Fun. I'm not fun. I'm a boomer. I don't. I don't do with like TikTok. Like, hooray, everybody dance. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I have a dark sense of humor, and if Crystal, if you're listening to this, knows will tell you this. Like. I either make dad jokes or really, really dark humor jokes. And I'm not sure either of those are meant for TikTok. So I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> Maybe you just get serious, you know, get serious. So that serious people on TikTok. Come I, I'll, I'll, I'll pull in all the, all the sarcastic people on, on, on TikTok, which it doesn't seem that there are any. I'll pull all of them in. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all, the, all the old people. Yeah. All the people in nursing homes on TikTok. So basically, like, my audience will be people who are about to die. So that's, like, a great audience to have. I have to constantly replenish them. Do you see what I am not meant for TikTok? Like, that's the kind of humor I'm going to. (laughs) This has gone off the rails. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I really had fun. enjoyed myself. And I was really thankful very much for giving me time. Of course. And to our dear audience, thank you so much for listening. Look for the next episode of the SEO Rant probably next Thursday, but maybe not. So make sure you subscribe. Please. Uh, wait, please. I don't know what I was going to say. We'll cut that out. Thank you again. And to the audience, once again, toodles. <laughs>